Welcome to episode 78 of the HSL Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. And I'm your host, Michael Lonnon. Has your 2023 started with a bang? It's only just dawned on me while recording this, and it's February already. As I like to do at the beginning of every year, I wanted to chat with HSO Managing Director David Little to find out what he thinks 2023 has in store from a Microsoft and a technology adoption perspective. And as always, David provides some revealing insights while sprinkling our chat with golden advice. So grab a brew, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Merlot or Malbec? Uh, Merlot. Merlot. Don't need to explain why. Go on then. I don't, I think it's just, I think it's over, over trendy, isn't it, Malbec? There, I think there's always a thing that when people think they've got to say, and they probably don't know what the difference is, they call Malbec. I assume it's the grape, but I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. No, no, no. But what I mean is, they don't know. Do they actually know the difference? Well, when you put a glass of Merlot and a glass of Malbec yeah. in front of someone, would they know which one's which? I don't know. But, yeah, probably not. Mal- Malbec's the one that's got the the kudos, I think, at the moment. It does, yeah. Or the cachet. My wife loves it, but she wouldn't know the difference either. Messi or tidy? I thought you were going to say Messi or Ronaldo. <laughs> oh, Messi or Ronaldo? Which would have been which would have been really easy. Uh, well, in both senses, messy. <laughs> <laughs> Reflective or impulsive? Well, that's that's quite an interesting one because I, I think you have to be both. You, I don't think you can choose between those two. Huh? No. Well, you need to trust your instinct, but you need to, yeah. Would you lead more on instinct as opposed to consideration? You know, you, usually the, your instinct is normally the right thing in most cases but i think that's what i'm saying i don't, I don't think those are uh, opposites so some people talk about like instincts rather than the numbers or or information which i think is definitely true okay. you definitely need to work in on the, on that basis it's an interesting perspective you ask all the data people they'd say they'd be the uh, reflective individuals oh well, yeah um, i mean i think there's a lot of books about leadership and they say you you should definitely not be overpowered by the numbers you know and the numbers have got to be there to to back up what you know what what you think but your your instinct is by far and away the most powerful whenever i do any campaigns and we think about any ideas generally the first idea if i come up with five ideas the first one is pretty much always the right one or the best one yeah. but i think sometimes the i mean i genuinely can't answer that one and give a preference because sometimes it's like you immediately know and other times you feel people are moving too quickly and I'll say stop we need to stop and reflect on this because it doesn't feel right but you could argue that that's you know it's the same thing it's coming it's from the same instinct. place yeah that's right it's coming from it's like your instinct is saying stop immediately but let's yeah. just pause and think and it's not not necessarily to gather more information it's to it's to talk more it's a feel a tough year ahead or much the same a bit of both but I think if I had to choose one I would say a tough year ahead Okay. What do you think is going to be the difference, big difference between 2023 and 2022 in terms of overall, not just HSO technology, that sort of thing, just like the world? Yeah, just I think um, I get a sense that there was a a massive build up of uh, demand for lots of reasons and COVID accelerated lots of things, which then happened very quickly. And that's what we got, I think, across in in our industry but, but uh, also across the world we, we we saw that happening um everywhere 
and I think we're now in another phase that comes after that. There's always phases that have have ups and downs and natural corrections, and this feels like a, a bit of a correction. Right. Okay. Let's reverse. Let's go back just a second. Then, how was 2022 generally for HSO as a as an organisation? So, I mean, it was absolutely massive, um, and I think so. That was potentially a correction. You know, we're, we're maybe in a series of corrections after COVID and and for various other reasons. It, I mean, it was it was enormous. Our our growth was was enormous, and we also took took advantage of, or took the opportunity to make some big investment decisions as well. Um, so the expression that we've sometimes used is fixing the roof while the sun is shining. Uh, so making yeah. sure that we invest in the future and you know don't just bank um, you know all the gains of of that growth. But I think a number of things seem to converge, meaning that HSO did incredibly well. Some of those were long term decisions, but I think we're also sensible enough to know that it was environmental as well. You know we can't just pat ourselves in the back because yeah. if we do then we're going to be complacent about the future. So I think we need to think you know, very carefully what were the reasons why we had that massive upsurge in demand and, and such a good year and why will it not happen in the year ahead? Not 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 why will it continue, but you know, but but the opposite. That's a great piece of leadership advice, actually. And I'm going to make sure to reiterate on th- that on this. What are David Little's ambitions for 2023? That's... Um, it's a big question. Well, I think that they are, from a business point of view, it would, I don't think it's going to be very different year to year because all you're thinking about, and this relates to the previous point, is how you can get through it given the changing environment. If you think it's going to be the same, it's it's not. Yeah. So it could be managing incredible growth like we had last year, but at the same time, it's not just managing that growth I mentioned making the investment decisions. So what's the year ahead going to be? Well, we don't know, but it's going to be a different set of challenges. So it's making sure that you you retain a balanced approach through those challenges. So in other words, how do we continue to invest even if the market is, is turning down, uh, for example? So I think in a way it's just can we continue to move forward, retain the culture of the business, retain the strength of the business, make long-term decisions, in a very different environment and obviously we succeeded to, in doing those things in you know well in, in a very different environment this year so i think that's that's always going to be the ambition is is to keep it going and address the the challenges but not just address them but to to move forward and, and always lay foundations and then there's always personal ambitions which are in some ways probably a little bit easier to articulate got it have you got any i think got to get back on the the fitness bandwagon <laughs> so and I think I need to get back into yoga. I've got to get my golf sorted out finally. I, I never give enough time to get my golf sorted out. You need so um, long for that though. And also I've I've bought a year planner for the first time, a personal year planner, so I can actually plan the year ahead. So there's there's always things that come up, opportunities to do things, concerts to go to, and you often hear about them far too late. So I'm gonna try and make a a, a, a plan for the year ahead. Yeah, that's- and, uh, yeah, and basically have a full year planned out on a on a personal basis. Very good, very good, David. Another good piece of advice. Now we heard a lot, particularly towards the end of twenty twenty two, about the cost of living crisis, and everyone knows that it's it's a, you know, just to survive and manage a household these days is going to be far more challenging. 
particularly in 2023. What sort of message is Microsoft giving in terms of how technology can help remediate some of the stresses that are, are likely to be felt in 2023? So I think the the expression which I like and always come back to is, you know, when Satya Nadella Microsoft talks about tech intensity, um, and I think it's it's making sure that technology. You look at technology in every single aspect of your your business, and I think traditionally, up until a few years ago, people have just thought about continuing to optimize the same processes and make them better and better. And I think now it's how do we make technology ubiquitous in the business? Look at every single area where technology can help, um, and I think that's that's what it comes down to, and specifically what that means. Looking at technology to help with with managing with people, you know, as well as customers and supply chains and and so on. How can it help with product development? So how can technology help in the areas where it's not not been used so much in the past? And I think that's the that's the big opportunity for businesses. They talk a lot about making more of the investments in technology organizations have already done, particularly around Microsoft technology. You think there's going to be a bit of a push on that, a bigger push on that as well, to make sure that you know if, if organisations are spending a lot of money on their ERP platforms, how they then can use things, tools like Power Platform, to create agile applications, rather than going out to market to spend big again on something else. You think there's going to be a little bit more of a push that way around as well? Yeah, and I think the the other Microsoft expression is do more with less. I think I think that's the the, the way they express it, and I, I definitely agree with that too. I, I think that tech spending has been too much in relation to the return that it's given. So I think there's always been a differentiation between the money that you need to spend on the platform, which is which is very expensive, and then the money that you spend to optimise it. But I think that balance um, is definitely changing. So I think there has to be quicker return, you know, much better cost benefit cases than there has been in the past. And I think things like Power Platform, you know, low code, um, are good examples of that. So people would put in an ERP system, but then there would be hundreds of applications and SharePoint yeah. sites and all sorts of things that sit around it that would just get left at the side. And and again, I think that's an example of getting a quicker return. It's also another example of that tech intensity to say, look, actually, how do we use technology to to basically clean up all all these other areas that we've just considered to be to be outside of the you know the normal tech realm. Uh, the other expression which I think is people are talking about more and more is shadow IT, which is the, you know, it's the, it's the IT that, that isn't the official ERP system. It's the systems that people have created themselves. It's the spreadsheets, it's the documents which departments have created, which make things very in, inefficient and actually quite high risk as well. So as we kind of, as data protection is becoming a, a bigger and bigger issue, people are looking at you know, getting rid of shadow IT and putting a proper structure behind those, you know, less formal systems. And again, things like PowerPlot platform have got a massive role to play in that. That makes a lot of sense. I've got three interesting questions I want to get real quick take on you okay. from because I think they are they will test your speed of thought. So yeah. in, in in 12 months time, in a year's time, when we come to speak again, what type of organization will HSO have become? More diversified. I think I would say in summary. So I think we have to become, um, we have to make rapid pro- uh, progress towards becoming a proper end-to-end systems integrator and operating in more industries than we're in now. But to emphasise that operating more industries also means operating well in those industries. So having the same level of focus and dedication that we've got in our existing industries. Right. 
generally what do you think makes a good company is it the the revenue is it the profit the shareholder value the commitment to sustainability wider community investment what does a good company look like this is something that we were talking about in in the presentation at the at the christmas company meeting you know and then you might remember that we said growth is not a goal um so it's definitely not about the numbers it's it's about having an organization and i think organization is 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 probably a an expression that you can stop and think about it, you know it can it can be meaningless but i think it's it, it means the way that you organize yourself and the people that you have in that business that that builds progression and investment and um wanting to do things differently is the fabric of that business so all the best businesses think in that way they're thinking how do we improve how do we develop new products how do we become better at what we deliver and you you build that into a sustainable organization that's always moving forward and then all the evidence is that the market then will find you and right. revenue will find you and growth will find you you know if you develop the right products then growth will follow very good and finally and you've already answered this i know but let's this cut it right down if you're one piece of advice for a senior leader like yourself in any organization looking to technologies to help them fulfill their own ambitions what might it be that probably comes back to the point about value for money so another use of the word intensity so tech intensity i think is what businesses should be looking to achieve i think as they go into a project i think it's the same mindset it should be project intensity as well so what that means is having a really relentless focus on getting the value from that project. I think far too many projects are cumbersome, too loosely managed. There needs to be intensity to drive towards a goal and then build on that as a as a platform. So I think the, the best organisations and the best projects will try and get something done with intensity quickly and then move on to the next thing and then just keep doing that and then make that into a habit. David believes that 2023 will see a greater focus from Microsoft on helping organisations using its technology to find ways to get more use and value from it. There will likely be a move away from large, complex and expensive programmes to small, rapid scale-up projects that deliver singular points of value. David also has an interesting take on business, one that underpins HSO, and it's to not focus on growth, but instead to focus on improving the way you deliver value to customers by adopting the best processes and people. By doing so, growth naturally will find you, setting you up for success in 2023. Thanks for listening, and until next time, take care of yourselves.